0: Welcome to the holiday edition of the Penn & Chase podcast. This is Guy Bachi, the webmaster of PennAndChase.com, and my gift to you this holiday season is that I'm determined to get through all the rest of the questions that were asked last summer when we were planning to do a little interview on the website, and it never came to fruition. And... Thus, the podcast was born and over the last couple episodes, we've been working our way through those questions that were asked, although I haven't managed to get very far. uh, I keep detouring into these other topics and subjects, which hopefully has proved to be entertaining for you guys uh, based on the feedback I've been getting thus far. Uh, The first couple episodes were well received, but for this episode, episode number three, I am determined to answer all of the questions uh, from the message board. So let's go ahead and get started. The first question is how much development time a week do I spend on the site and do I have any help? And I think we talked a little bit uh, last episode about how much time is dedicated to the site. So I'll skip over that part of the question. Um, The question about do I have any help, that's a That is a great question, and it has been suggested to me more than once that I might want to look to make the website open source or make the code base open source and pull in some additional development help. Um, I have, to be honest, resisted that idea. Um, I don't think it's an idea without merit, but uh, maybe it's the control freak in me, um, and I'm sure that's part of it. I just think that there's huge risk in sort of drifting from the philosophy and the intent of the site once you kind of open it up or get someone else uh, involved. I think that um, user feedback has been absolutely critical and and all the feedback that you guys have given me over the years has certainly evolved the product. Uh, you, You have each had a hand in how the product has really kind of developed and come to be. But um, at this point, unless I was in some sort of really dire situation, uh, I'm not particularly fond of the idea of having someone else get into the code. And really the, you know, the main reason is that uh, I've been doing this for all of my career working in software development, and you know, the, the more hands you have in the pie, Um, sometimes the messier it gets and the more you have to go back and clean things up. So my biggest fear is that if someone else were in there, uh, something could go terribly wrong, something could get completely broken, and I would then have to go put out a fire and go fix it. So I would say that's my probably number one reason that at this point I don't really want to get anyone else involved. I would expect that maybe someday way into the future... Uh, I will have to make the decision to sort of hand this site off to someone or sell it or something like that. Hopefully that day is way, way, way out into the future. But um, at this point, I don't really plan on having anyone else get involved. Um, I did reach out and contract some help uh, for the mobile app that many of you use on your iPhone or your, your Android phone and um i contracted with a local developer it was it was hard to find that resource i will say that um you know finding good talent that is willing to just do a small project for very limited funds is is a pretty significant challenge but um through a little bit of uh, persistence i was able to find um a a great resource uh, by the name of daniel chase uh, here in the seattle area and uh, he has since gone on, and I think taken a full-time job, and is no longer available to really do much for me. But he did a fantastic job with the mobile app. I was super pleased and super happy. He was um, a, 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 a fan of the site. I don't know if he, I don't know if he knew. I don't think he knew what the site was before I contracted him. But um, once he discovered it, he was um, he was super excited by it. So it helped to have someone who who liked the product itself. And I thought he did um, a great job with the mobile app. He and I basically worked in tandem, although he did the you know, 80% of the work required to make the mobile app a reality. And to that point, let me just do a quick plug for anyone who hasn't gone on to the, the, the App Store, either Apple or Google Play, and given a comment and given a rating for the app. We have like no comments and no ratings on the mobile app. And I'm going to do a little bit of a push to see if we can get some people to... To rate that app and and give it some comments um hopefully positive rather than negative but uh, i don't usually do too much um too much pushing for uh for comments out there on on various things but there are a few things that we're just lacking some 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 voices that i think uh i think users on the site would be really happy and proud to go go praise the site in other places so uh, I'm going to make a little bit of a push here in the new year to ask some folks to go to a couple different places and and give us some credit, you know. And so if, if you're listening to this right now and you haven't ever given a review to the mobile app and you like the mobile app, please do so. So there I go, drifting off into another subject again, another topic and not sticking to the questions. So uh, let me uh, get back on track here and find the next question uh, any future enhancements planned? Boy, that is a, that is a really big question and actually something, a topic that I wanted to kind of save for a future podcast. I will just say this in summary. Um, I think for the most part, uh, the site is doing really well you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That that's a philosophy that I learned. Um, from a redesign we did a couple years ago, which I'm going to talk about, I think, in the next podcast. Uh, I don't think there's, you know, there's nothing broken on the site right now. I think I've gotten some great uh, suggestions. There, there are a lot of really good, cool um, things on the wish list that people have asked for, but I think the site is a, in a pretty stable spot uh, where there, there, there's nothing that's truly broken. You know, what, what what is broken today that we've been working to fix this year is that there have just been too many auto leagues as as people have shifted more into custom leagues. There are too many auto leagues they are not filling up quick enough. It becomes a real source of frustration, especially for new people who come to the site and are like waiting for these leagues to fill and they're like, why aren't these leagues starting? Um, And so the big push this year has been to really trim down and delete a significant number of auto leagues which is actually more work than than you might think. The website really didn't have any notion of deleting a league. I had to kind of build that in and make sure that when a league was deleted, all of the awards and the you know the MVPs, the size, the championship rings, uh, all that was able to stay intact, and um, also that um, folks were uh, you know rewarded for the league being shut down because it's it's a it's an emotional thing when you're in a league for a while and you kind of get connected to some fellow owners and the history of the league. The, the whole appeal of the site is that you can play in multiple seasons in the same league. And so um, I've been granting you know, extra baseball bucks when leagues get shut down. And someone on the public board asked a question recently. Why, why did a particular user have you know, a large number of baseball bucks? And that's the reason, because as leagues are getting shut down, users are being granted more baseball bucks. And so they have this kind of stockpile Um, but, uh, deleting auto leagues has been a, a key to this year to, to really keep things moving in terms of like other enhancements. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big subject and, and I want to kind of talk about what maybe the next, you know, the next phase or the next generation of Penn and chase needs to look like. And, um, it's something I'm, I, I might address in my new year's version of the podcast, as well as my sort of annual state of pennant chase that i'm going to post um, as we get towards the new year so the next question was would i consider doing another sport so another another website like a football website or, or basketball or whatever um and that's been a topic that's been out there forever and, and many of you who have been around here for a while know that um, i've often talked about wanting to do that um you know football has been on my mind basketball has been on my mind um Those sports are inherently more challenging to create a sim for. Baseball just works so perfectly. I mean, the stats are just there for you. The stats make sense. They correlate pretty closely to what happens on the field. Um, There's a little bit of gap in terms of defensive stats. I know there's another range factor discussion going on on the board right now. And range factor is always a controversial subject. Uh, and I think someone astutely pointed out that they're really all the defensive stats are pretty new. They aren't incorporated into the sim. And I think all the defensive stats are a little flawed. So I haven't really got to spend a ton of time thinking about how we would better incorporate defensive stats. So that's maybe one topic for the future of, of Penn and Chase. But other sports are, are inherently more tricky. Uh, the stats just don't mean as much. When, when you look at something like football or basketball, it's much more about athleticism than it is what your field goal percentage is or or what your pass completion rate is as a quarterback, right? So there's a lot of thought that has to go into that. And then there's just the basic plumbing that has to happen to make a new site work um, and import all the statistics and and all that kind of stuff. So a new sport, a new site is a major, major project. Um, I've had starts and stops. I've kind of started to dive into it and then just not gotten very far. Um, so I, I really don't I don't know the future of doing more sports. Um I, I want to. I would really like to someday. It's still very much on my radar. Um it, it's a key decision that I have to make where I don't want to start taking away from the progress and the growth of Penn and chase, because I do think I do think baseball is always going to be number one in SimLand, um, but I also think that doing another sport would really help us potentially grow and get more users and get more traction on the site and get more activity. So I think another sport would be great. It's just a, it's just a massive, massive project. Um, so that's a long way of saying, I don't know, I really want to, um, and we will see what the future holds. I love this next question. This is great. Uh, If there was a Hall of Fame or a Mount Rushmore of PC users, who would you enshrine? Um, Boy, that is uh, a tremendously uh, awesome question. Um, So I know that um, from, from a success standpoint, for a while there... Um, there was a user called King Street, and he dominated every single year. He would have like the most wins each year, and closely behind, or right there at the top, was Randy, a user uh, RFB. His username starts with RFB, um, and those two users uh, have been around since the beginning and have had incredible success. And since then, there have been many more users who have come on and and had a lot of success. So from a from a pure success standpoint, I think you could probably look at the the leaderboards and come up with a, a Mount Rushmore uh, pretty easily. Just looking over at, you know, historical win total and year over year win total. Um, you know, in terms of, of users, uh, it's it's a it's a great question because there are so many folks who have been around um, and have been great contributors to this site, uh, for such a long time. And in the early days, it was different than the folks who are around now, you know, there's, there's a user name, uh, Madball Nova, who, uh, he was one of the top users early on and, and he's still on the site and still plays, but is just not quite as active as he used to be. Um, nowadays I think you guys all know the, the, the names that are, um, pretty prominent on our site um some some great commissioners have come and gone some great commissioners have come back um ross coke machine uh has created some really incredible leagues uh done a great job um there there is one if you're talking about mount rushmore there's just one user in particular i want to give a shout out to and it's yankee bb brian is his name and uh he has just been uh, incredibly helpful he's he's always right there on the boards answering any question anyone has and he always gives the right answer so i just it, it's he's almost like another moderator and when you talk about that that question earlier about do i have any help one thing i have thought about and considered is some sort of board moderator which most forums have and that may be something that i need to give some more thought to but you know brian has just been completely invaluable in terms of being on there and helping answer questions, because the reality is, um, I used to be able to get to the boards much quicker than I am today. And uh, you know, to know that someone like him is there answering questions, and he's not the only one. There, there are others of you out there who jump in and help folks out with questions. And that, to me, is just one of the the key aspects of this site. You know, helping people understand the game and understand the site is only going to make it better in the long run. So. I really appreciate all of you who do that. Uh, Someone asked if I had ever played pure sim baseball. Uh, I I have for sure. Uh, Any of those, any of those baseball games from the 80s or 90s, uh, there's a pretty good chance I played it, whether it was sim based or whether it was arcade based. Um, I don't remember pure sim all that well. I've, I've talked a, a few times here on the podcast about my inspirations and, uh, you know, micro league is obviously right at the top of the list. Um, after micro league came Earl Weaver baseball. So, uh, I don't really, maybe through emulators, you can get your hands on some of these games nowadays, but, uh, if you, if you have an opportunity, uh, definitely seek those out. Um, early days in terms of like arcade games, uh, boy, there was, um, there was bases loaded on the Nintendo. There was hardball, which was a great PC game. Um, I'm trying to think of some, I mean, baseball stars on Nintendo was sort of the, the later stage of the eight bit Nintendo, which was a f- fantastic game. That was one of the first cartridges that used a battery to save data to a cartridge. Um, yeah, I have to, I have to do a whole nother podcast about arcade games and video games and, and sports games and, um. I think there could be a pretty uh, a pretty good podcast in that topic so let's see the next question Um, this is a good one did you develop the necessary coding skills when you were still in school or later I think I talked about this a little bit in the prior podcast so uh, I actually was a journalism major in undergrad but a computer science minor so got a a pretty good start uh, in school the internet was just really coming to be as I was graduating. Uh, I remember being in JavaScript courses in college, and this was this totally new thing, and I was completely fascinated by it and immediately saw the potential to um, host and run our baseball sim leagues online. And, um, you know, Penn and Chase and, and my desire to do this work really, uh, helped propel my own career because it was the hobby that was really teaching me how to do a lot of this work. So, um, I would say, you know, I, I, got, I got this, the initial start in school, uh, and then picked up the skills throughout my career as, as web development really became my, my career. Um, I would think today, uh, it's probably a completely different landscape. You could, you could probably learn quite a bit in school, um, but with any kind of software development work, you're gonna you're gonna gain the most knowledge once you actually start doing practical projects. And the next question here is, when did PC actually start? And I think we kind of addressed that in in the prior podcast. Uh, it launched, I believe, in February two thousand eight. Um, you know, about mid to late two thousand six, all the way through two thousand seven are the years that I was really working on it and finally uh, decided to launch it early 2008 and then uh, one final question was asked here this is more more a request than a question in addition to the favorite team leagues can a league be created where we can select the top 25 players who have ever played for a franchise to have battles of the franchise all-stars So uh, this is a a riff on the favorite team league concept where I think this user is asking if we could do favorite team leagues where you could pick the best players um, from a franchise across all of the years. Um, So I I debated that concept when I first came up with the favorite team uh, concept. My my hesitation with that approach was that I thought you would get too many repeat and nearly identical teams. So, um, a little bit about the favorite teams leagues, uh, cause a lot of people have asked why in the favorite team leagues, don't you force one franchise per user? So those of you familiar with favorite teams leagues, you can join, you pick your franchise, you pick four seasons, uh, Where four years and then you pick your players from those four years of that franchise. But, you know, multiple people could join favorite teams and pick the Yankees, for example. And then they might have a different four-year set. Um, The reason why I allowed the same franchise to be picked multiple times was because, quite simply, the leagues just would not fill. They would take forever to actually fill up if we didn't allow that so you know what would happen is you've got a few franchises that everyone wants to use Yankees Red Sox Giants are really popular and what would happen is people would just wait and wait and wait for a new one to open up so they could get the team that they wanted and frankly the favorite teams leagues would never ever ever fill so um, you, you sort of have to allow the same franchise to be in the league multiple times and then the, the point of the four-year concept was to put some sort of restriction around it so that, you know, the same set of players couldn't be picked over and over and over again. So, I mean, if you allowed the best of the Yankees, for example, you could probably put together a team that would just win every single season, right? So this, this user is making the argument that teams like the Rays or the, uh, the Royals or whoever would be more competitive if you allowed them to pick from a broader set. I would argue the opposite. Even though you might be able to put together a better Tampa Bay Rays team or a better Kansas City Royals team, I think people would find the combination that is so dominant that you wouldn't be able to compete with it. You know, People would be able to put together a Yankees team that would be so ridiculous that that team would just win every single time. So it's an interesting concept. It's certainly something to keep thinking about and I've seen a lot of custom leagues, um, do some really cool things in that regard. So keep your eye out for custom leagues that, that do those sorts of things as well. Um, I can only offer up a certain number of variations of auto leagues. So I really do rely on the custom leagues to provide a lot of the unique ideas on the site. And this is a great segue, uh, It's been a it's been an incredible Christmas season for me in custom leagues because uh, I just won the college world series in the college league that I mentioned in a prior podcast. For some reason, I put together a completely dominating team with my Florida Gators uh, club, and uh, we finished about 10 games better than any other team in the league which is by no means a recipe for success in the postseason. This league is very brutal when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, oftentimes the best teams get eliminated very quickly uh, in the postseason in this particular league. So I was holding my breath, but the Florida Gators went all the way through and won the College World Series in, in two games out of three in the final. And uh, that is just the second time My Florida Gators have won that league over about 42 seasons. Uh, I won like the second or third championship ever in that league. And then the Florida Gators have not won since until just now. And I also have a second college in that league, Oklahoma State. And that team has won a couple of times. So over the course of 42 seasons in that league, I've won four titles, which is not bad because that is a tough Tough league, and if you're looking for a challenge and a frustrating challenge at that, but a, but a really fun challenge, uh, try try to get into that league if there's ever an opening. Um, and then, it, right around the same time, uh, I put together a Seattle Mariners team, best of two thousands. This is a league run by uh, Crash Davis and. Uh, that league um, was also really challenging. We started out doing a best of 80s and then a best of 90s and just did a best of 2000s. I knew my Mariners would would stink uh, in the best of 80s, but I really thought I had a shot in the best of 90s going to you know Randy Johnson and Alex Rodriguez and Edgar Martinez and all those Mariner teams in the 90s that were really good. But it did not pan out, did not have a good season in the 90s, and I did not have high hopes for the 2000s. But uh, there were surprisingly a lot of good Mariners in the 2000s. And we got off to a horribly slow start. I think we fell about 10 games under 500 right out of the gate. Um, and I thought, ah, this, this team is just going nowhere. And, and they got incredibly hot down the stretch, got a wild card, and went all the way and won the World Series. So uh, don't give up hope if you get off to a slow start. That's always a good lesson on pennant Chase. And these custom league championships, boy, they are pretty rare for me. So I'm just on a little bit of a hot streak, and I'm sure I will cool off very, very quickly. So that's it. We have managed to get through all the questions. Finally, uh, as always, send me any others that might come your way if you want to hear me answer them here on the podcast, or of course, I could just answer them directly on the boards. Um, so now we've gotten through all the questions. I still have some. I still have some pretty good ideas for. For future podcast episodes, I do want to do a sort of New Year's state of pen and chase. And and as I mentioned, I will be posting that on the boards and um, we will uh, we'll talk more in future episodes. Everyone have a great holiday season, a happy new year. Thanks again for all that you've done for pen and chase over the past year and looking forward to another great year in 2017.